my gosh, where do you guys come up with this stuff? Good day and welcome to Week Pete's Word here on RealAgriculture.com for Wednesday, June the 13th. On this episode of The Word, we have crop notes in amongst that frost on corn, nitrogen recommendations, stripe rust, what do we do about it? After all that stuff, we're going to talk about weed control. So we have some really cool questions around stand establishment and why isn't it what it should be in both wheat and soybeans and finish up at the end with a few specific questions. Let's go first off. Oh my god. Gosh, it is dry. Talking to some growers in Ontario have only had a quarter inch, that's five millimeters of rainfall since about the 5th of May unbelievably dry from that standpoint. So all sorts of things happening. You know, we pushed corn planting. So push corn planting, a little bit tough. You put it in, no rainfall. What do you get? You get restricted roots. We can dig plant. You can see them from the road. It's the 50 mile an hour scout as you're burning down the highway. Yep. That spot was planted tough because the corn doesn't look very good there. You go out there, you dig up those plants, the roots are restricted. We're getting hatchet roots that are growing just in that slot. Nothing we can do about that at this point in time. You could try to go in with a little bit of interrow cultivation if the roots could get out of that zone now that it's drier. But oh gosh, that's pretty much crapshoot rarely works. Just one of those things. That's what happens. You plant wet and it gets dry. It is all bad. And by the way, I'm doing this Wednesday morning here on the 13th of June. They are forecasting rain for this afternoon. I certainly hope we all get it. And it's not just corn that is affected. So we have some really incredibly poor stands, particularly on the knolls, mainly in soybeans where we didn't get them planted deep enough or this whole tillage thing. You know, we've talked lots about tillage. Every episode of the word tillage pretty much comes up. But gosh, we we complained quite a bit about the the residue issues and about the challenges with no-till, I will say that the beauty of no-till, yeah, in in Johnson's no-till soybean field, Horace Bonner, our soybean specialist, says, yeah, Peter, once again, right on top of the corn row, you don't get many plants. It's hard to, to get the drill to push through that corn residue, get that soybean seed down into actual soil, get seed to soil contact. So, so you throw a few seeds away, but gosh, in between... Perfect moisture, awesome soybean stand. Meanwhile, growers that worked soil and worked it a little bit too deep or too didn't get on it quickly enough again with the roller, whatever, over those knolls, we have some really spotty soybean stands. And what bothers me worse is we have some really incredibly poor edible bean stands walked a field yesterday of black beans where the residue was the beans weren't coming up well where it got worked a little bit deep and didn't get into moisture we've got bean seeds sitting in dry soil other places it's up and looking good full unifoliate stage a few more spots where they're just pushing through oh edible beans that don't come up uniformly are just horrendous at harvest. It's one of these situations where I'd really like to tell the grower to replant because we want them all to come up uniform, but there's no moisture. So what do we do? Do we wait for, if if we get rain soon enough, we may well replant in that situation. But if we don't get rainfall, there's just simply nothing we can do at this particular point in time. By the way, in my relay intercrop soybeans, so I have twin row wheat, right? I have two seven and a half 
half inch rows of wheat that we planted last fall and then we plugged the next two drill runs and another two of wheat into that this spring it was about it was quite early actually about may the 5th or 8th it was at the beginning of that window of planting we planted soybeans relay intercrop soybeans the wheat has taken so much moisture that those soybeans are now wilting in between the wheat crop. If it does not rain, I do not have a lot of hope that those soybeans are going to make much of a crop. Uh, it could happen. Get rain this afternoon. It could all be good. But wow, I have, I've never seen soybeans kind of at that just unifoliate stage. And, and the stand is there. It looked like they were coming gangbusters, but just going absolutely limp, laying over and down onto the soil surface. That's how wilted those soybeans are. We simply need rain. All right, soil nitrogen. So some really cool stuff. The report is out from the Ministry of Agriculture and Food, Ben Rosser and the field crop team. And the soil nitrate levels, you would kind of expect super cold April. We thought that we might be a little bit low. No, the warm May. So get this, May was at least about 100 heat units ahead of normal accumulation. And so we had good heat in May. Things started, once they started, were sort of at normal. In the report, the average soil nitrate test in Ontario is 12.7 parts per million of nitrate nitrogen. The average over the last five or six years is 12 parts per million. It's a normal year from a nitrogen application standpoint. If you're side dressing your nitrogen, it would look like normal nitrogen rates are where you would want to be. Not high enough. I mean, 12.7 versus 12 is an average, not really outside the normal range. You wouldn't want to cut your nitrogen levels back very much. Having said that, all these new nitrogen models that we're looking at, which kind of are based on rainfall through the rapid growth stage. So rainfall right now, if you will, and through the balance of June, gosh, most of those models, when you don't get rainfall, they actually start to pull back those nitrogen recommendations or the amount of nitrogen that you need to get maximum corn yield. So on both fronts, looks like normal nitrogen rates should do it in 2018 based on what we know as of 11.30 a.m. on Wednesday, June the 13th, because man, things can already always change. Next, we move out to the eastern seaboard out into Nova Scotia. Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick, and Newfoundland. Holy mackerel. Unbelievable. Just frost after frost after frost. So talking with Steph Kowalski, she's the lead agronomist with the Agrimart group. Steph was out in the Maritimes and they've just had repeated frost. So there's a strawberry grower in Nova Scotia typically would water the strawberries two or three times to prevent frost. That's just normal. You get the odd risk and, and growers in Ontario, of course, Strawberry growers all set up to do that as well. Not just strawberry growers, but that's how you manage it. We irrigate. When she was out there last week, he was set up and ready to irrigate his strawberries to protect them from frost for the 22nd time this spring unbelievable. So they have frozen corn. It's three or four leaf corn. And the question Steph asked was, we got it frozen once. 
Now we get a second frost event, a third frost event. Is that more injurious or does it have any impact whatsoever? And so from our experience here in in Ontario, Steph, absolutely. When you get those repeated frosts, the second or the third frost seems to be more damaging. So it goes to minus three and you would think, oh, that's probably not a big deal. No, if it's been frozen the first time, that minus three does more damage than you would expect based on just one single frost at minus three. Having said that it's small corn and from the pictures it looks like the corn is browned off but it hasn't really knotted up and so oftentimes we worry about the corn the new growth the growing points alive it's going to push up through that that frozen tissue but if the frozen tissue really knots off it can have trouble pushing up through from what we looked at we would expect that that most of the plants will make it through some warm temperatures would really help to get that corn plant going but you can't change the weather it's a wait and see game too late to plant you're just going to take what you're going to take but hopefully things do turn out fairly well even though those repeated frosts are a bit of a concern next so talked with chad anderson he's a great agronomist south lambton county he had this really weird field he couldn't understand what was going on corn and it looked like the corn it had come up it had emerged well and suddenly it was it was cut off at ground level the plants were were in cut in half or and you're thinking well is it is it black cutworm or is it wire what's going Going on and what it turned out to be were geese geese were actually coming along pulling the corn plants out of the ground not interested in the corn plant at all sometimes the corn plant broke that's why it looked cut off sometimes it would come out intact and they would eat the seed and doggone it i know sandhill cranes will do that up along the north shore we we see that from time to time but johnson for his father-in-law looks after the garden my father-in-law is not able to look after the garden anymore it's a very small postage stamp garden Garden, but we planted peas and they came up nice they were a bit slow because of the hot temperatures but they get up about an inch high and suddenly they are all pulled out of the garden and the seed is gone some darn bird wiped out my pea plants man weird things do happen on stripe rust there was an alert last week and on r46 if you have r46 25 r46 highly susceptible variety there's other ones venture is highly susceptible but there's a lot of acres of 25 r46 out there if you did not spray it then stripe rust suddenly is just going rampant saw some pictures on twitter where a check strip and once again stripe rust the temperatures are good for it and it it just goes through its life cycle so fast in three or four days you can go from having a few lesions to just essentially being wiped out you're going to have to worry about the pre-harvest interval on any product that you spray so read that label but folicure would be one of those products that we would sort of look to we used to use folicure as a head spray it's not that good on fusarium but it's awesome on stripe rust and it's cheaper so have a look at the pre-harvest interval and if you have r46 not sprayed i think you just have to look at doing something about it if you're starting to see stripe rust because it is really ramping up here in ontario all right want to move on to weed control first up bill you asked about controlling june grass in your winter wheat crop so june grass or blue grass we're starting to see more and more of that show up and in fact mike cobra says that he's been 
sent quite a few samples and Francois Tardif at the University of Guelph of bluegrass species where glyphosate gave poor control and that's not all that unusual but they're testing them to see if they're actually resistant to glyphosate but this bluegrass problem particularly in winter wheat the answer is simplicity bill so simplicity does have respectable control on bluegrass but you've got to spray it in the fall when that bluegrass is small it's got to be less than three or four leaves to give reasonable control so size matters but wow i will agree bluegrass is starting to become one of those weed species that we're having more and more trouble controlling so something to watch out for still on weed control Phil, you're out there spraying your corn. You heard me talk about the size of the weed and you're spraying Roundup Marksman and you're just wondering what are the pre-options? I've got a, some weeds out here. I don't want to lose yield. So are there some good pre-emerge options in my corn crop? You said you had sow thistle, ragweed, lamb's quarters, and foxtail in that order. And so first off, good fill that you know your weed pressure. That's really important. Second, there are a ton of options out there and this is where the pest manager app that Mike Cobra, Peter Greidig put together. It's available off Grain Farmers of Ontario. That's always my go-to spot, 100%. So just go there, Phil. Go to Pest Manager, select those weeds, and up come a whole bunch of options. And if sow thistle is your number one weed concern, you kind of can rate down as you go through. It'll get tell you that this product gives 70% control on sow thistle. This one gives 50%. Use the Pest Manager app. It's probably the number one weed control app out there. It's it's the place to begin and go from there and ask questions after that, but that's the place to start. While I'm on this whole pre-emerge kind of concept. So a caller, we talked about the size of the weed and a caller asked a great question. He says, okay, Peter, wait a minute. So you're talking about yield loss based on weed size, but but doesn't weed density make a, a difference? So if I have a two lambs quarters plants per square foot, do I get the same yield loss as if I have a solid mat of weeds that are growing at the, at that same size, whatever that size might be? And the answer is no, for sure. The, the amount of weed pressure makes a difference as well. And if you've got the odd weed out there, it's not going to cost you very much in terms of yield loss because remember, the plants are sensing the green material beside them. And if a plant has no green material, it doesn't lose yield. And that one plant that might have the lambs quarters right beside it. Well, it's only one weed. So, so absolutely weed density also plays in that scenario. Having said that, man, if you can start clean and stay clean up to that six leaf stage of corn, third trifoliate soybeans, that's where you get maximum yield. And my last note on weed control from Mike Cobra. So he went and did a bunch of trials where he put down pre-herbicides. We've had no rain, right? And you'd say pre-herbicides need rainfall to activate them. So they're not going to do their job. Mike says it's unbelievable. What that pre-herbicide does is it has reduced the, the weed population, even though it didn't get rain fall to activate it but not only that the weeds that have escaped are all essentially at the same stage and not as advanced so that we get a much better chance to go in there and control them after the fact so this this concept we just have to get back to doing a much better job i don't care if we're using glyphosate tolerant technology roundup ready corn whatever we have to use some residual chemistry because even on dry years that approach pays enough 
Short on time already, gonna leave the seed quality and establishment questions till next update because I want to spend some time on that. A few quick notes. Paul, you asked why are soybeans hard on the soil? They're a legume. They fix their own nitrogen. Shouldn't that be a good thing? Actually, soybeans only fix 50% of their nitrogen and they rob the other 50% from the soil. So they rob the soil of nitrogen. Plus they, they have almost no residue, no plant material that goes back into the soil. They have a wimpy root system. No, full stop. Soybeans are simply hard on the soil and they can't seem to maintain organic matter levels. So yep, they're hard on the soil and they don't add nitrogen. Just get over that. That's not true. Last, a caller said, hey, Peter, have you ever heard of anyone harrowing their alfalfa to knock off the alfalfa weevil eggs? Oh my gosh, where do you guys come up with this stuff? I can't believe it. No, alfalfa weevil lay their eggs inside the stem. I talked with Tracy Bowdy, the entomologist for the ministry, and she says, oh, Good grief, Peter. So, nope, they're inside the stem. You harrow the alfalfa all you want. You are not going to knock off any alfalfa weevil eggs. Full stop. Not going to happen. With that, I'm out of time. To the caller who said, hey, Peter, I leave questions sometimes. You don't answer them? Leave them again. I don't always get to everything. Sometimes they fall off the radar screen. You want an answer? Ask the question again. I'll get there eventually. And as I'm out of time, that's it. That's all on behalf of the team here at Rulegger culture.com this is wheat beat with the word for wednesday june the 13th leave me lots of questions i'll have lots to talk about on the next update and we will talk to you then next wednesday june the 20th bye now